Welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. From the bus leagues to the big leagues, the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast has got you covered. Here's Jeff and John. Hey everybody and welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 109 and John Gray is going to be the guest today. Episode 109 is brought to you along with all other spring training episodes from Premier Properties. Premier Properties, where you can, if you're buying, selling, leasing, or investment property, Premier Properties can help you out. Go to SWDallasRealty.com. That's SW, like Southwest, DallasRealty.com. Or DM me on Twitter or anywhere on Facebook, and I can help you out because that's where I work and I do investment properties and all of that. You can also go to RangersToday.com and hit the link at the top of the button uh, at the top of the page. A big thanks to Premier Properties for spring training. Jeff, this is your, it's Thursday. You're leaving tomorrow to go, um, to get out of there. And then we'll be back on the 6th. Uh, they're going to, are you going to, you're leaving tomorrow night? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, first game is tomorrow. Uh, Dane Dunning's going to pitch. Uh, sounds like Nathaniel Lowe and, and Marcus Simeon wanted to be in the starting lineup. So they're going to, they're going to play. Uh, Bruce Bochy said that Evan Carter and Wyatt Langford are going to play. Um, so, uh, yeah, get get one game in and then uh, take it to the house. Uh, you know, I have a I have a contract with my wife. Um, it's a gentleman's agreement, but uh, I, I can't be gone more than ten days since we had since okay. we've had kids. My my rule my our agreement is ten days. Tomorrow is ten days. Um, Molly, my daughter, has been asking since uh, day one when I'm coming back. So um, it's. Um, it's, you know, it's obviously love my family, love my wife. Uh, I love spring training too. I mean, I, I, I hate, I hate to leave, but uh, we'll be back soon enough. And uh, uh, then I'll have another trip after our trip. So um, lots of, uh, lots of spring training still, uh, still ahead for Rangers today. And uh, the coverage will continue. I've got a lot of stories, as they say, in the can uh, to write while I'm back. Uh, we'll be following the action. Um, phones, phones uh, today notwithstanding, still work. So uh, if I need to call somebody and get get some questions answered, uh, uh, we'll have that opportunity as well. So um, you know, it's not like the old days. You know, all the all the beat writers, except for Kennedy, God love Kennedy. She doesn't go home. Of course, she's 24, 25, and uh, she's twenty six. She's my daughter's age. Uh, so um, she is. Uh, She's she's the she's the true Iron Man among the beat writers. Uh, Evan will be here for uh, until the end of the month. Then he's going to go home for a little while. Uh, Sean McFarland showed up yesterday, so they'll be double teaming it over at the Dallas newspaper. Fort Worth newspaper sucks and is not sending anyone. So um, Rangers today, if you're in Tarrant County, if you're in Tarrant County and you want a Rangers source, uh, we're the ones. If you're in Collin County or Dallas County, hey, we're still pretty good too. So. Uh, anyway, go to rangerstoday.com. Um, if you, if you're hearing this before the end, the, the end of business on the 23rd, you can get the spring training rate of $45 or $48 for an annual subscription. Uh, it's a great you email, deal. If you email me, you might be able to twist my arm into talking, uh, talking it off the regular price after the 23rd, but, uh, we've had a pretty good, pretty good response to the, the sale. Uh, we had a bunch of subscribers come over from, uh, from Substrack, we've probably had it. We've probably added about a hundred total subscribers uh, here in the last week. So um, keep keep them coming, guys. Right. I mean, it's, uh, they're not they're not just coming because they're mildly curious. They're coming because we've got good stuff. And uh, this is a World Series team, and we need day to day coverage. Team, 
and um, there's only three of us out there covering you guys, uh, covering this team. And um, we're we're all we're, a, all we're all we're all good in our own ways. We cover the minor leagues a lot a lot harder than than anybody else. Um, we're in the ballpark right now. They just cranked up the air blowers. So might be a little residual noise here, but um, um, yeah, good time. It's been a good first trip. Yep. Okay. So we got to get into the Ranger stuff. And yeah, hey, look, I can't emphasize that enough, guys. Look. When I was growing up, there were like five beat writers that covered the Rangers when I was growing up. There are three. There's you, Kennedy, and Evan. That's it. Y'all are the three beats. Y'all have the inside track. Y'all get, get anybody you want to interview. I know I'm a part of Rangers today, but I write in on Jeff's coattails. I don't get the interviews Jeff does, but he talks to everybody. He gets everybody for us, but we're going to get in to spring training. That's why you're here, guys. That's why you want to talk about it today. First of all, first thing I want to get into, um, the Boris Four. Um, this is still an issue. Um, I, I think I'm resound to the fact, and I think you are too. I don't, I do not see Montgomery coming here. Um, I just think that they're, they're pretty content with what they're going to do. Something major would have to change and where they are. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let's say that Jordan Montgomery said, okay, you know what? I'll sign a one year, $30 million deal with the Rangers. It's going to cost the Rangers 60, right? They got to pay the tax on top. No, it, it would cost them, um, uh, the, the penalty for being over the luxury tax, um, I think, is 20 or 30 percent this year because they went over it last year. So uh, it would it would be additional money, you know, that, that they're taking on. They're already over. Um, okay. But because they went over it last year, they would be facing a, a, a pretty <clears throat> a steeper penalty. And I think okay. it's I think it's 20 percent. It might be 30. Uh, but e- either way, uh, a one year. $30 million deal would be not 30 million. Um, but I, I just, you know, you bring them up and um, I, I think that the Rangers are, are very uh, content moving forward without him. I mean, not content, but they, they don't think he's coming back. Um, you know, a lot of it's probably the TV, some of it's the TV money uh, next year. Uh, some of it is that they're over the luxury tax, uh, but you know I, I think that he he might be asking more than they want to than they want to pay also, and for more years than than they want to give him. And I think if I think you know all all things aside, it may just come back to what they're comfortable with and what their philosophy is on starting pitching. And um, I, you know it, it's just kind of weird because I, I <clears throat> I've talked to some some former players while I'm while I've been here. Uh, guys who made plenty of money in the game, um, some more, some more than others. Um, but at this point, you got to take your best deal. Um, you know, get into camp. You know, if, if you take a let's 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 say let's say a three-year deal um, with an opt-out after after one year. You know, give give, give let's say Jordan Montgomery, let's say three and sixty. All right, three and sixty. You're throwing throwing stuff up against the wall, um, and an opt out after this year. If he comes out and and blows has the a below the three ERA yeah. year, they go back to the World Series. He's a stud again. Hey, opt out. Try to try to capitalize now. But three for sixty. You're talking about sixty million dollars in the bank. Sixty million dollars in the bank. That takes care of a couple generations of Montgomerys. Okay. Yep, and it allows you to be a free agent again before you turn 35, 
and 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 before uh, you know gives you another chance at a, at a you know twenty to forty more million, let's say. Um, yeah. I, I just I I don't know. Um, I don't know what the 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 end game is at this point. You know, I I just don't know how it's going to turn out for these guys. And, you know, there are still teams that, that need starting pitching teams that have money. You know, you, you keep hearing about the well, Red Sox, but well, Bellinger, Bellinger and Chapman. I mean, you know, these are other guys. Look, a, a pitcher especially has to get ramped up to start the season. I mean, you've got to get those innings in. Yeah. And I know, I know they're throwing and they might be facing batters where they're throwing. Maybe they got some other guys not signed and they're facing each other, but it's not the same. You've got to get in. You got to get with your catcher. You've got to get signs with your catcher. You've got to be working with your infield that you know. You've got to be working with those guys to do it. And look, you know, the writing on the wall, it wasn't necessarily it. But when they signed Tyler Malley, I mean, Tyler Malley's a great pitcher. I don't know what anyone says. He's a good pitcher when he's healthy. And, uh, you know, that that could be the Jordan Montgomery hole. And, you know, I think they would be a little more aggressive with Jordan or whoever this year if they didn't have now Mally, but they also have DeGrom and Scherzer coming back. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's going to be uh, – I don't know if it's going to be tough early or not because, you know, this rotation looks a lot like it did last year when the when they went on their, their nice big run. And um, you're going to have, you know, John Gray, our guest, you're, you're – you're, Nathan Avaldi, Andrew Heaney, and Dane Dunning. Well, those those are the guys who last year, when the Rangers reached six and a half games above 500, four of those guys, those four guys, were in the rotation. You know, sure. the, the offense is going to score a ton of runs. If 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 these pitchers um, can match what they did last year, even if, if they the bullpen drop off a little bit, they they they're going to be fine. The bullpen didn't really rear its ugly head until until after the All Star break. Though in April it wasn't pretty. Um, but the bullpen's going to be better, and you know, and and whether it's Cody Bradford or it's Danny Duffy or uh, Jose Urania or I don't know Jack Leiter, you know, the they're they're going to be putting a, a a capable arm into the rotation that will be good enough to give the offense a chance to beat the other team, and um, I just I just you know the, the the problem for me. Is that last year the rotation Jacob Degrom was the guy in the rotation, and he made he made it to six starts and, and had to have Tommy John surgery. There's not a ton of depth, so that's that's kind of the the, the concern I think. You know, a, a Jordan Montgomery would um, obviously help with that. He would he would kick one of those guys to the bullpen uh, or to AAA. It would just be another arm that would be ready when when something happened to a starting pitcher and it's not an if it's a when something will happen to a starting pitcher and and so you're going to be looking at uh owen white or you're going to be looking at um and and that's fine you know it's time for time for owen and and the the crew to to deliver here on the promise that they have uh but it's it's not quite the same you know so anyway we'll see what happens um I, I I do not think that Jordan Montgomery is is going to re-sign, but a creative enough deal. I know I wrote about the deferred money thing. I don't think either side would want to do that at this point. Um, but Morris. I do think that I do think that 
there might be an opportunity for a shorter term deal um, like you know you know Carlos Correa signed that short shorter term deal a few years ago with the twins and opted twins. out after one year yeah. Um, yeah. I could see something like that um, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on if, if it does happen with the Rangers I, w- I would be shocked if it would be for more than 20 million a year Okay. No, fair enough. And in doing that, uh, I just wonder, I mean, if Boris haven't over, hasn't overplayed this, you know, look, he was going to wait. Uh, everyone was waiting. The, the whole thing got delayed, first of all, because of, because of what Yamamoto and, and Otani did. Everyone was going to wait on that. Boris likes to set the market. I think he thought Snell would get signed, which would help Montgomery's value once he got Snell signed. Well, now they're all just, I, I mean, you can say collusion or whatever, but I think it's more. I, re, I saw this somewhere else. I think teams are just not stupid. I think they're saying, you know what? We've got a parameter to work within, and my God, we're just not going to work too far out of our parameter. Yes, it'd be yeah. great to have either of these guys, but we're not just going to go out and spend money to spend money. Um, it's got to make sense. Sure, and 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 you know, each 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 of those four has something you could point at pretty quickly and be like. I don't know if we want to commit this much money with, with, with Montgomery and Snell, it's their age. They're, they're over 30, um, right. you know, and, and, you know, do you want to be paying a guy? Uh, let's say Snell wanted that. What, what, what have you seen? The nine year 270, I think is, is something I've seen thrown out. Well, nine years, he's going to be pushing 40, you know, sure. um, do you, do you want to be paying that kind of money to a, a guy pushing 40? You know the the magic the magic age number is like thirty seven thirty eight. You know it's it's after that where things really start to go downhill. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, and and then with with Bellinger and with with uh, Chapman, uh, Bellinger was an MVP, and then he hurt his shoulder, and then he was horrible. But then yep. he had a nice year last year. He had and a I rebound year. It takes time for hitters with shoulder major shoulder injuries. It takes them time to get back. Uh, to what they were and maybe he, that's where he is now but don't you want to see it again you know uh, if you yep. just look at the the most recent the most recent track record if you look at the last three or four years he's not there's there's been one good one uh chapman fabulous defensive player but if you look at his offensive numbers they've a they've never been terrific he's not a big average he's got guy. power he strikes out a ton he hits for power, but he didn't hit for a ton of it last year in a hitter's ballpark. So the, you, you can poke a hole in each one of them, um, and and I'm sure teams are doing that. I know I've, I've seen collusion out there, too. Uh, I don't think teams are colluding. You know, I, I think that the Rangers do have a legitimate financial consideration going forward, the fact that they don't have a TV deal uh, for next year, um, the fact that they're over the luxury uh, tax. You can't you can't say that the Rangers haven't spent money because they've spent a ton of ton of it. They did yep. most of it to the past two off seasons, not this off season. But to say that the Rangers haven't that ownership is cheap or has given up or satisfied with one title and doesn't care what happens now, that's garbage because they're going to have the the highest payroll in club history. Yep. Okay, so the I've got one I want to end on, but I'm not doing that yet. I want to go to things you've seen and one now that you've when you were here. On here last week, uh, full workouts were really starting the same day we get on and did the show last week. Um, now that you've been there through the weekend, through now, 
Um, Wyatt Langford, um, you know, how does it look? I mean, seeing him in the cage, what he's doing. I mean, he, I mean, obviously this guy's going to be here at some point. He's, he looks like the real deal. The videos all say it, but you're seeing it in person. You're not just seeing the little videos. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're hearing it from other, from, from his teammates and from coaches. I mean, they, the guy can hit. I mean, that's, that's just the, bo- the bottom line. The, the guy is a very, very good hitter. Um, he's Foskey he's too. I'm hearing that from Foskey. Foskey, Foskey can fly a hit too. Um, you know, the, that's, that's their calling card at this point. Uh, if you're comparing the two, um, Langford, they, you know, they play different positions. Langford's more athletic. Um, I, I think, I, I think he's got a real good chance to make the team Langford. Um, somebody told me it's his spot to lose, but somebody else said, just send him to the minors for a month and let him learn how to, how to track fly balls get another just a month of reps defensively under his belt you know because look when a when, a, when a, a pitcher makes a pitch and a ball that should be caught doesn't get caught or a ball gets you can unravel on you single gets turned into a double the pitcher's not going to be happy you know and and oh. those those are those extra 90 feet those come in big sometimes so um you know can you do it can he get all of his at bats at dh he he can you want to do that? No. I mean, you know, ideally you have somebody who's, uh, you, you use the DH to rotate guys in for, for days off, like Adolis Garcia. Well, you know, when Corey Seager comes back, is he going to be able to play shortstop or are they going to have to DH him? You know, it, that spot kind of needs to be kept kept open. So, sure. you know, what, 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 uh, so it, it's, he, he, he's probably one of the, you know, of the 13 position players in camp or, you know, that you, that you're going to take out of camp. He's, he's probably one of the better, the best 13 hitters. You know, I, I think that's, I think that's, uh, I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Uh, Do you put Foscue in that group? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I would have to, I'd have to write him down and, and, and think about him, but yeah, probably, you know, I mean, he's, he's probably a better, you would get more production out of a full season of, of Justin Foscue than, than Travis Jankowski. I mean, uh, absolutely. Let's be honest, but Jankowski's you know. there to be on the bench and come in late. We know what he's there for. Sure, sure. And and um, so it's just um, Langford's good. All right. I mean, I, I I'm not a I'm not a scout. I rely on other people's opinions, and uh, the people I trust say that he's really really good. So um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with them on this one. But yeah, I I would. I won't. I won't be surprised if he's on the opening day roster. I'm. I'm. I'm getting more and more confident of doing that. I was a guy that said no. He will. I was adamant. No, he will not. He needs to get more. But now, you know, I did not realize the extra draft picks and the things like that for not, you know, trying to play the little game of of service time and all of that. Yeah. And and this is a World Series team. They want to go back to the World Series beyond what anyone thinks. Everyone's talking about how bad this rotation is, and they don't want to win. It's nonsense. It's foolishness doing that. And I, my, by God, Bruce Bochy will put him on this roster if he is one of the best hitters that he has. Well, I, look, I, I, I really think if, if Corey Seager is not – if Corey Seager needs two weeks at the start of the season, I think Wyatt Langford's on the team for sure. I, I, he has a chance to make it whether Corey Seager – if Corey Seager is ready sure. to go. Uh, sure. It's just, um, you know, what what does the pitching look like? I think it's going to look okay. You know, you can't put put it all on the offense. 
Philly offense, you know, scored almost 900 runs last year and, and was great early last year, uh, can, can do a lot of damage and can cover up a lot of blemishes on the pitching staff. Um, but, um, I, yeah, I, it, I think a lot of it will come down to the defense. And um, if he's getting better, great. If, you know, but, again, he, he hasn't played in – he's played in zero major league parks. Yep. So he's, he's, got, he's got a lot of learning to do. But so did Evan Carter. Yeah, and, and look, and I, I made a comment the other day about Evan Carter that stirred it all up. And, and you tell me if I'm wrong when I, I said – you know, I said, look, everybody's expecting Evan Carter to be rookie of the year and all of that. And I said, look, Evan Carter's got a good year. I mean, look, you guys got to remember, he he played he played one month in the big leagues. He, he had a great run going through three teams as he got, you know, in the playoff run. It was fantastic. But this is a guy, you're about to go a full season now. They're going to have a book on him, go there. I mean, if this guy hits 15 to 20 home runs, hits, you know, gets above 750, 800 OPS, for his second year. Now that's not nothing you want long-term. Let him get really acclimated to a full season and only, you know, if he hits 260, 250, 260, 270, I still think this guy's not losing his job. That's a healthy season that young with a full season. We all expect him to do better than that. We think he's a better hitter than that, but good Lord, this is a, this is a first real full season in the big leagues. And these aren't minor league pitchers. He's going to be facing. And right. So am I wrong? That's a good season. What do you think of Evan Carter? If he hits 258, he has 17 home runs and his OPS is 789. I think that's a good season. What's he hitting? 258? 258. But his OPS is around 800. He gets on base. Yeah. An 800 OPS season would be good. Um, right. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, he's never hit, he's never hit 20 home runs in the minors. You know, I, I don't never. think that he's a, He's, he's at 13 is a, the most. He's not going to be a 20, 20, 25 homer guy in the majors, I don't think. Uh, I mean, he will when he bulks up, but he's so skinny. He can grow yeah. a little bit, and he's got a long way to go. But, um, you know, he he um, he, ha- he has a, he has such a good foundation uh, of hitting that he's not going to be in prolonged slumps. Um, he, he's, That's he's, agree. He's got such a good understanding of the strike zone. Uh, and, and such good plate discipline that he's going to get on base, even if he's not getting hits. Um, exactly. You know, and I think I think right now, um, you know, we, we we asked Bruce Bochy about where he's going to hit Carter in the lineup. He's not going to hit first. He's probably not going to hit second. Although although second's conceivable. Uh, you know, you'd have to move Corey Seager out of there. Um, you you want your best hitter getting as many at bats as possible, and Corey Seager's the team's best hitter. Um, but I don't know that I like, I know, I know it worked in the middle of the, the in the, in the playoffs, but is, is Evan Carter, a, a, a number a three, three hole hitter, a number five hitter or a number three hitter. I don't, I don't know. Um, if it, if it's not going to hit nine, but I mean, if his strong suit is getting on base, uh, ahead of bigger bats, then batting him third makes some sense. You know, he, he still has to prove a lot against against uh, left-handed pitching. So, sure. do you do you not want to put him back to back? You know, do you not want to have him and Seager, you know, back to back because of the the left-handed left-handed hitter left-handed pitcher matchup thing? So, I mean, there's there's some stuff um, that that needs to be sorted out. You know, he he and there are areas where he has to be better. Now, I, you know, 
I think that you saw the Diamondbacks. I think as each round of the playoffs went along, you saw adjustments being made to, to Evan and uh, to his weaknesses. Um, he can get better. Obviously, you are allowed to get better. Um, and, and he's, he's going to get better. And he needs to get better. And I, he realizes that. I mean, he's not sitting here, you know, just eating donuts. Resting on his laurels. I mean, he's, he's, he's out there working hard. Um, he wants to prove that he's a good left uh, hitter against left-handers. You know, he only had 10 at-bats in the regular season, and he went 0 for 10. Um, too small of a sample size. Uh, um, I just I just think that um, he's going to be a, a good, solid player. All right. I mean, he's that's the, you know, a top 10 prospect, a top 5 prospect is a solid major league player, potential all-star. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know uh, if, if, you know, with, with his combination of defense and, and base running, he ought to be able to light up the, the war statistic and maybe become an MVP candidate. But I mean, just right now, his first full season, you know, don't, don't think it's going to be like a 900 OPS season. He's going to, you know, 300, 450 on base percentage, a bunch of home runs. Just let him play. Um, be, be happy with a, be happy with a 270, 380, 420 type of slash line. Um, yeah. those, those things are, those things are attainable. And if he does that, it's more production than the Rangers got last year out of left field. Uh, sure. so it's, he's going to make the team better. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's not where I, I'm saying this is, this could be the one-off. This is that second year slump, not slump. It's getting acclimated and getting your feet wet and being up there. He's too good. He's got too much plate discipline and he is too well he is just too good at seeing pitches to to not turn into the player we think he can. I think overall, Wyatt Lankford is probably someone that, uh, offensively that projects higher, I think. Sure. With more, yeah. more power, all of that. He he kind of projects perennial all-star, all of that. Not saying Evan Carter could certainly be a guy that makes three or four all-star teams. I mean, he's really got yeah. the capability to do that. But if he doesn't, come out and have a 900 OPS and he doesn't hit 305 and all of that, it doesn't mean he's a bust and it doesn't mean that's the way he's going to play the rest of his career. This is a guy who's 21 years old, 22. He is young and he just, he was so good in the playoffs with the doubles he kept hitting and how he performed. I kept trying to tap the brakes. Just let the guy come play. He's going to be great. He's going to help this team a lot, but also don't just expect him to run out and win rookie of the year. There are some good players that are like Wyatt Langford in other organizations that are going to be in the big leagues. Yeah. Well, and okay. I, I think I saw this, um, in one of the, one of the top tens, maybe it was Keith law with the athletic. What, what if, what if Evan Carter is Brandon Nimmo? That's a pretty good player. You know, what yeah, if he's, a, it is. What, if he's, what if he's healthy Jacoby's Jacoby Ellsbury? That's a really good player. That's a really um, good player. Yeah. You know, he, he's not going to be Barry Bonds. You know, I, I, no. I just, you know, he's, he's just not that, that player. Um, what if but, he's David uh, Murphy? Um, sure. I mean, David Murphy did some good things. Um, he, he, I think we project Evan, him better Evan's than David Murphy. Evan, but... Evan will have the advantage because of defense and speed. Not that David sure. was slow um, or a bad defender, but, but Carter has the tools just, um, better, t better tools or, you know, uh, 
than that. Carter's um, a potential five tool player. He could develop power. He could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he gets bigger. But anyway, he's yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna play. He's gonna play a lot. And um just you know but yeah, he, you know, you to your point, understand that he's still a rookie. Yes, he, he has uh seventy five career plate appearances in the regular season. All right. Uh he's green, uh hasn't seen you know, there there are pitches he's seen that he saw in the postseason that he hadn't seen before. Uh, yep. He mentioned Justin Verlander's fastball and the carry it has. Um, he talks about how all the, you know, all the best left-handed pitchers are in the major leagues. That's why I didn't see a lot of them in the minors because they're all in the majors. Um, he, he, but he know he knows, he knows he's got to. Yep. Got to improve. And, and you know, one thing about Evan Carter, he adjusts, he gets, he, he, tries to find a flaw and he tries to adjust to it this year. He came in 20 pounds heavier coming in, but he was kind of heavier last year. He lost some weight during the season, but that's just, that's part of the season. It's hot out there. Not every, not every team has indoor 71 degree facilities and you've got to go play on the road in a hundred degree weather. And you've got to, you've got to eat a lot of calories. We already talked about these guys and the calories they eat. And he is just a skinnier guy. Um, He's just thinner. I mean, look at, uh, what's his name? Tucker. Uh, he's a skinny guy too. Um, sure. that, that's just developed more going into it. Okay. Last thing I want to get into on this. Okay. T- Travis Jankowski was the non-roster invitee last year that, it, that turned into something ended up. It yeah. turned into a contract this year. I kind of have a feeling. I know who this would be, and it's probably gonna be more on the pitching side, but who are the non-roster guys? Maybe even throwing a bat. If you think there is one, what non-roster yeah. guys really have a chance to be like a Jankowski and make this team and contribute. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, you're right on the, the, the non-roster pitchers, just with the uncertainty on the pitching staff, you know, uh, Danny Duffy, Duffy is a non-roster guy. Uh, Diego Castillo, the reliever uh, who's hasn't, you know, you look at his numbers and like, man, this guy's good. Except for last year, he was terrible with the Mariners. Um, so I, you know, I, I would start with those three. Uh, you know, the, there are some uh, internal uh, non-roster invitees. Uh, um, among them is is, is Jack Leiter, um, Mark Church. Uh, no, Mark Church is on the forty man. I take that back. Um, but there there are guys who um, are are of that ilk. Um, you know. I wouldn't, I would, we, we can talk about this later, but I don't, I don't think Emiliano Teoto has a good a chance to open the season. He, he eventually no. could uh, be uh, an, an option uh, later in um, the season. Um, but um, well, he hadn't played about eight ball, though. He... The opening day roster, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I think Duffy, Jose Ureña. The, the, another starting pitcher, a veteran guy, uh, Diego Castillo, uh, are, are three guys who they've got a shot. They've got a real good shot. And it wouldn't be. Wouldn't I, be I feel the same way. If, if they all make it. Duffy's got a chance. It, it, he could he could be a fifth starter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he could be. Um, you know, he, he, he needs his velocity to tick up a little bit. It's early in spring. Uh, and, you know, if he can get to 91, 92, 93, 
that that those might be the magic numbers uh, as far as the Rangers are concerned. Um, you know, he he and and, and Cody Bradford, both left-handers, opposite end, opposite ends of the experience spectrum, um, but roughly the same velocity, um, same kind of pitcher, because because Duffy's not going to overpower guys anymore like he did earlier in his career. Um, but right. I I I think he's I think he's got a shot again, even if he doesn't uh, make the team as a starter, he could be that long relief guy. Or the guy that piggybacks off of um, I don't know, yeah, somebody, um, and 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 gives the Rangers let's say six good innings a a week, uh, five five innings a week uh, of, of kind of being the bridge to the back end of the bullpen, uh, d- definite possibility. But I I would you know if 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 I were in Las Vegas or if I were Las Vegas I would probably give him the best odds of making the team. Anything else? Uh, no, um, not really. Um, Hit the subscribe button. We've already talked about yeah, that. It's forty. That. Sign up at rangerstoday.com. You know, keep keep uh, keep a good thing going. Um, it's it's you know, game start. I'll, I'll say this: don't worry about wins and losses. Don't wor- yeah. don't worry if if a regular is one for thirty-two. Don't yep. worry if a hot shot prospect, or don't get too excited if a hot shot prospect is 15 for 17. Just keep in mind the pitchers they're facing probably aren't very good. Right. Uh, early on, you know they're they're working on their craft. The hitters are working on stuff too. Uh, some of it's going to be bad luck uh, if, if they're in a slump. Um, some of the some of the hitters, if they, if they're sizzling at the plate, keep in mind the infields here are as hard as a rock. All right, if if a ball hits in front of the plate and it's hit hard, it's going to go over the third baseman's head for for a hit. Uh, the ball carries like crazy here. All right, the home run numbers are a little bit inflated. The sun is brutal here for outfielders. There are going to be balls yeah. that get lost in the sun. That can both affect a, a pitcher's ERA and a hitter's back <laughs> and a hitter's average. So, so Those... this is a tough place to evaluate hitters, um, but start paying attention. Basically, probably about spring break on. That's when you need to start paying attention. That's when you can start worrying. That's when you can start saying, "Hey, this guy's been real crappy," uh, or, or "Is there something wrong with this guy?" But um, and also. Keep in mind, a lot of the time they do their work on the backfields, and and they, they pitch really well there, and then they come into a Cactus League game, and they they might give up a run or two, but makes sure. their ERA look look terrible because they have a smaller sample size in official games. Well, they might be kicking ass on the backfield, so sure, don't get don't don't worry yet about spring results. Exactly. Just, just, just in, in, enjoy the fact that baseball is being played. Watch, pay attention, get to know these guys because whether they make the team or not. They're probably going to be seen at some point this season and uh, guys you want to be familiar with. Yep. We need the pitchers to, the, you know, the young pitchers is who you want to see do, do something in spring training. Hopefully it's not an overreaction either, but you want to see lighter win and then yeah. do decent, you know, do decent, not the, do something here, but they, they're looking at, they're looking at other things just besides what the ERA is here. Like you said, if little flares are yeah. falling in, and the exit velocity is yeah. horrible. And that, you know, 
that defense, a major league defense behind those pitchers can really drive down an ERA when you got those that good defense. But I think that's it. Let's get uh let's get John in here. Yeah. Yeah, John loves coming on the show. So we love yep. having him. I got a squirrel question for him that I got from Hannah. So I'm gonna ask him a question. John Gray, guys, coming up right after this. All right, guys, and joining us right now from spring training in Surprise, Arizona. I will never get tired of saying this. It's the first time he's come on since the World Series. It is World Series champion right-hand pitcher. John Gray is joining us. John, what's going on, bud? Oh, not much, man. Thanks for having me. What, what, what does it feel like when you're called world champion John Gray? Uh, it's a really good feeling, but it's something that I haven't really fully digested yet. I mean, it still kind of surprises me when I remember that, hey, we won it all not too, <laughs> not, you know, a couple months ago. So, it still, uh, it still hits you, yeah. So what did you do? Okay, so World Series, you win it. You come home, parade the next day, mm-hmm. and then what? Uh, after that, yeah, about a week of celebration. I mean, uh, I kind of went, I went off the grid a little bit. Uh, did a lot of traveling. Traveled for about a month, it seemed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then took it really easy for the next couple of weeks. But like, there was a week there where you were still cloud nine. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And every time you wake up, you're like, yeah, it was, you know, that wasn't a dream. You know, you you start to remember it all again. And it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's a really crazy thing to go through. Okay. So what, where were you? Were you, you were in the bullpen for the last out or were you? Okay. I was in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. The last out happens. Is that as fast as you've run in a long time? to get to the, 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 the party. <laughs> it might have been. I felt just really weightless, you know. I felt like a feather just flying out there. But, yeah, there were so many of us trying to get through this little door in the bullpen that, I don't know, we looked like like race dogs coming out of a chute. But it was it was fun. It was really cool. You weren't the first one out? No, no, I wasn't the first one. I think I was closer to the last, but still plenty of excitement back there. Plenty, plenty of it. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna party for just two minutes. He 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 could get there. They were gonna enjoy it a while. So I mean, you. What did you make of your posting experience? Because you know you you were you were hurt, and then <laughs> you you fought your way back to to overcome the little forearm strain. Um, but you were a reliever. <laughs> but but you didn't. You pitched some big innings. So how did you, how do you digest all of that now? Uh yeah. I mean that's definitely not how I would have ever guessed it to be. You know that situation, but um. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm really just happy that uh, the coaches and, and uh, you know, the, the, the team management were able to count on me and, and, and go to me in the bullpen and, and, and really trust in me. So that, that, uh, that felt great getting an opportunity because I missed the first, you know, last couple of weeks with the wrist and everything. So um, just getting that opportunity was huge, but being able to do well, that, that meant the world. So you, you come in game three of the World Series, you know, Max has his back stiffen up on him. Mm-hmm. Um, had you known ahead, I'm, I you didn't know he's going to get hurt, but did you have an idea you're going to at least pitch that day? Yeah, I knew. I knew that there was a good chance I would go in. I just didn't really know the situation. And being that early, I think it kind of helped out. Honestly, I really. I mean, I think it helped myself out at least uh, because I don't like to think a whole lot before I go in, and I didn't really have a chance to think about things. It was just kind of get up and go and do your thing. And um, yeah, it was it was much less stressful than 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 I would have guessed. Yeah. And then you, you, you come in and you're, you're blowing guys away. As, as a reliever, I mean, I guess you just let it eat, right? Right, yeah. There's a lot less thinking as a reliever, a lot less uh, game planning. You know, you're not trying to get a guy out in three different ways. You just stick to what, to how you know you can get him out and, and, and really go with that. You're not trying to 
trick anyone. You know, it's it's really just stick to your bread and butter. And it was it was much easier that way. So you're back to back to starting. You're part of a rotation that looks a lot like it did last year. I, I mm-hmm. think people are kind of losing track of that. That last year at this time, four of the five members, or you know, th- three of the five to open the season are the same. And then you know, shoot, I think four of the five. But whatever. Four out of five. There, there wasn't it's a lot four. of turnover. How do you guys feel about things as a group? I, I know Jordan's not back, but he wasn't here last year. You guys were doing most of the work. Right. I think for the most part, everything feels – Yeah, I mean, it feels better, I think. Um, you know, obviously, it would be great if we got Jordan back. But um, but still, I mean, uh, with even with the guys on the shelf right now, we still feel like we're a really good ball club. And we know that that's coming. They're going to be a big impact on us halfway there. So, um I mean, just coming out of the gates is going to be really important. Coming out of the gates hot and uh, staying healthy. That's, I mean, that's, that's key. But, you know, just having so many guys returning, uh, it feels a lot like the same team. And, you know, it's a good, it's a good feeling. Yeah. The, um, the I guess the fifth starter spot's kind of up for grabs. The, the Cody um, might be the, uh, the front runner. Um, what did you think of the way he pitched last year? I know, I know his, his numbers probably don't belie how well he pitched. Is it? Right. He, he gave you some big outs in the postseason too. He really did, man, and and that's something I kind of really didn't, I I couldn't really figure out what made him so good until I kind of was around him more and, and played catch with him. Because I mean, if you just look at it on paper, you know, like a lefty ninety two, ninety three, yeah. you know, I mean, you're, you're like, yeah, he's got he's got to have something in there because you know that just doesn't play. But uh, no, I mean, he's his his fastball is really deceptive. I mean, if you didn't have a clock on it and you tried to hit it, you would think it was ninety eight. I mean, it's it's, it's it gets on you. He has a special fastball. And I know he's been tinkering with some stuff too, some secondaries that are looking really sharp. I mean, he's he's the deceptive guy. Uh, I think today's his birthday. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh man, yeah. Jeff, talk louder. Happy late birthday tomorrow. <laughs> um, so you, you talked about about the guys who aren't going to be here: Scherzer, uh, Malley, Degrom. Mm-hmm. But they're they're here now. Right. What is their day to day interaction with you guys like? Uh, in good spirits, in good spirits. I know Jacob's been waiting a long time to get back out there. It seems like, you know, him just playing catch the day, he seemed like a kid that was going to like the carnival or something. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a happy day for him and happy for all of us. So it was, it was really cool. Uh, Max is a little bit different, a little more intense right now. He's still in the weight room crushing some workouts and doing some different drills, but yeah, you can't, you can't get that guy to rest, but no, everything's looking really good. They're optimistic. Oh, he, he, I mean, that's the, he came here with that reputation of being like intense. Like they, you know, like on game days, I remember uh, he was walking in as we were walking out of the clubhouse and, and somebody like made eye contact with him and said, Hey, and then was like scared the rest of the day. She, <laughs> yeah. she had just jinxed Max to start. He went out and pitched fine, but it seems like, like he's that kind of guy, like super on start day. Don't mess with him. Right. Don't mess with him on start day. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's like a robot out there going about his business. And it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to see that. Cause I mean, you know, it's not, it's not something that he's like making up. It really is how he is. And uh, yeah. And I, you know, I, I get nervous when he's, when, <laughs> when he's starting that day. I mean, I try to stay out of completely out of his way, let him focus, <laughs> keep his head down. And uh, you know, that's what he likes. What were you like? Weren't you kind of near him in the clubhouse, John, you were kind of over there by him, weren't you? Yeah, I wasn't too far away. Wasn't too far away. So I got, yeah, I got to, got to see a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you're closer, saying, you got to tiptoe more. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty good at being quiet, but you know, keeping eyes open. Yeah. 
All right. So on a start day, you guys all, all you can come in late mm -hmm. or come in later than normal. But what? How are you? I mean, I, I'm sure you're intense, but you're not max intense. Right. Yeah. No. Not at all. I. I mean. I, 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 I guess I take it pretty easy on start days. Like I, I do get in later, you know, the only thing I can really eat on a start day is like a banana. So mm. I'll have like a banana and it'll be like, you're not playing till seven o'clock. So, you know, you're trying to make that last, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, I take it really easy. I don't go through a hundred different drills or anything like that. I just like to rest, read something, take my mind off of it, get back to the game, read something, take my mind off of it and then get back and focus again. I feel like that helps a lot. So just not, completely locking in and just waiting and looking at the clock, you know, I think that kind of drives people crazy. It drives me crazy, but uh, just finding ways to keep myself busy. Um, that's, I mean, that's, I don't really do a whole lot. I, I stretch probably 20 minutes before I go out and that's, <laughs> it's like little league almost. So well, you, you, only, eat, you only eat a banana. That's it. One thing. Yeah. The whole day before you start the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get it. I can't really get food down. I've, I've struggled with it before. There's days I can, but not a whole lot. But yeah, usually it'll just be a banana or like a like a uh, bag of goldfish or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. But you know, we, we see you guys when you're starting. We kind of try to avoid you guys when you're it's your start day. But I've never felt like I couldn't if I if we locked eyes, I couldn't at least go, "Hey, what's up?" And you just said, "Hey, what's up?" I'm not gonna go talk to you because it's your start day. But you've done that, John. You give me, "Hey, what's up?" and just said hi. But you're yeah, right, sure. I like, feel, I like it to feel like another day, just another regular day, you know. Yeah. I feel like sometimes if you if you make it feel like it's not a regular day, then then you can kind of worry yourself a little bit or get a little antsy. Yeah. So I, I kind of like things to be. I don't know. It's just the way. It's the way I kind of do my stuff. I, I guess I don't like to. I don't like to get too much into a routine, because whenever something goes wrong with that, you feel completely lost. So I feel like I should be able to play baseball and pitch at any time, no matter what happens. Whatever the schedule is, whatever you know, adversity there is, you should be able to go out and still do it. So I, I try to really do that. That's like that was like the first rule of beat writing, or one of the first rules when I got the job was you don't talk to the starters the day they start. Yeah. It's a little different in spring training because spring training is kind of laid back. Mm -hmm. But that and you know you don't sit down on the furniture unless you're invited to sit down. Um, those are those are like the main two that I had to, I had to learn. <laughs> yeah. um, but hey, you don't join in the ping pong game. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not our clubhouse. <laughs> not our clubhouse. All right. So, so what are you working on um, this spring? I know it, it looks like you settled on a slider last year that you like. Mm -hmm. What what are you trying to fine tune? Um, I really want to, I really want to fine tune a changeup and curveball. I feel like those two pitches I don't really use too much, and uh, you know if I want to be a starter, I gotta I gotta use those more. So. I can't just be so slider and fastball heavy. I need something that's a little bit slower to mix in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going pretty well right now. I can't wait to use it. Yeah, when your first start is the, the fourth game. Mm -hmm. um, at, at this point in spring, I know, I know they, they take it very gradual to build up. You're down for one inning, yeah. 25 pitches. Do you feel like you could do more, or, or do you not even want to worry about it? You know, I really, I really believe I could, but I'm not. Yeah, it's not a race right now, so you know, I'm, I'm completely content with two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm back in, shoot, back in the old days, I got to go seven. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you better be ready to go seven. I mean, you talk about, you talk about all the pitches that Nolan Ryan threw. Crap, he was throwing complete games in spring training. It's, That's you know, it's it's crazy how times have changed. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, and I think the game, the 
commissioner wants to see more emphasis put on starting pitching where guys aren't just going twice through the lineup. Yeah. Um, going seven, eight innings. I know you had a, a complete game last year. Is that, is that something you'd like to see? I mean, you're, you, is that still your mindset? Yeah. I'm going to go seven or eight. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, you know, there's the way the teams utilize bullpens now is a little different. It's a little, I don't know, sprinty, but I, yeah, like it, that's what distinguishes a starter from relievers being able to get their lineup three times, mm-hmm. uh, being able to get guys out different ways. So uh, I think that's definitely something that, you know, needs to, it needs to be a focus of each one, each starter. But yeah, I mean, if we can find a way to like recognize that, I mean, that'd be really cool. So um, you guys met with the union guys yesterday. Yes. It's been a weird off season for baseball free agents, including Jordan. Mm-hmm. Was there any discussion about that? About, you know, because I know the commissioner said he wants to shorten the window like the NBA does. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how, how was that in general terms talked about? I mean, if it was if it was talked about. We didn't really get into a whole lot of it. It was mentioned, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure what direction that's going. But, uh, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm all for changes and if they're, if they're good changes, so. You know, I wouldn't be opposed if something was a little different coming up soon. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of been a mess ever since. I mean, ever since the last three years, it's kind of been a mess. So, yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we figure something out that works. Well, okay. So your free agency was the you signed right before the lockout. Mm-hmm. Was was that your goal to sign before the lockout? You didn't want to wait till afterwards. Did you feel like you got a the crack you thought you would get at free agency? Uh, yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Like. I- Definitely wanted to get it done before, but um, but I don't know. I feel super lucky that that Texas wanted me because I mean there was literally only three teams that I would want to play for, and if it, those three teams didn't want me, then I was probably gonna call it for a little while, just yeah, hang it up for a little bit. So uh, that was like a sign that Texas wanted me. I mean, I was definitely on board with that, and uh, it's been a dream come true. It's been awesome. You've won a World Series. Yeah, even when it, <laughs> baseball is weird, it's weird, but uh, it's been great. All right, John, take over. All right. So, okay, I got to ask this first because Hannah, one of our little friends, Hannah, that's a big fan of the show, she came out to the thing. I kind of just said you were coming on and she made mention about squirrels. Said she talked to you at the Jared Sandler thing. Do you remember the story about that? What's the story about the squirrel family in Colorado? And then what she said, she wanted to ask you if you remembered her story about Rocky the squirrel, I guess her aunt or something like that. But what's the story about the squirrel family in Colorado? Oh yeah, well we had we lived in a little tight knit neighborhood, uh, you know, a little townhome, a little backyard. But there were some really there were some really uh, mature trees in the neighborhood that were just huge. I mean, they've probably been there for a hundred years. But there was one tree that kind of went kind of over our house a little bit into our backyard. But that's where Mister I call him Mister and Mrs. Squirrel because it was either a boy or a girl, so I just knew it was Mister Squirrel or Mrs. Squirrel. But they would uh, they would come and sit along our fence, eat eat the bird seed out of the bird feeders, but um, yeah, we just started, you know, putting out special snacks for them. Sure enough, like, uh, they realized when we were coming out to do that, they would show up and get really close to us. And <laughs> after a while, I mean, they were they would they would run along the fence. As I would go out to my garage to leave for the day, they would follow me the whole way down and just make chatter at me and, and you know, beg me for whatever I had. So when I when I left left the house, I'd have had to have, like, a treat for the squirrels. And when I came back, I'd make sure I had some, too, because they were always there. They were always there. 
That's pretty cool. We got squirrels too. I know what you mean. You, you, you feed them. Now my father-in-law, now he's up in Illinois. He tries to pop them. They get in his bird feeders. He doesn't like them, but I think they're fun. I, I, my dogs chase them up to the top of the tree. So oh, you're yeah, a big dog guy too. Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They are a lot of fun. Okay. Hey, what, you know, you grew up, you're from Oklahoma. Um, what was your favorite MLB team when you were growing up? Uh, it's, it's tough to, tough to really say. I didn't really have a favorite team, I guess. I, I, I mean, I love, I love Nolan Ryan and, and there was a lot of Texas fans in Oklahoma. There were a lot of Cardinals fans that really didn't like the Cardinals too much though, but I would say, I would say I was torn between Kansas city and Texas. Okay. This yeah. is one I've started a new little line of questioning. Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, you, I, I, I saw you yesterday on the backfield. You were talking to a man who said, you may not remember me, but you told me the first game you went to was Kansas City. You said that was the yeah. only game you had been to before yeah. you were in the major leagues? Yep. The only game I went to uh, as a kid was the, uh, the Kansas City game. I, I think they were playing the Twins. But, yeah, I, I just remember being – I was probably like 11 years old, but that was the one I went to. It was the closest stadium. It was five hours away um, from where I lived. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was doable. Yeah. My first major league game uh, was Jack Murphy Stadium, which no longer exists, San Diego. But then in 85, my dad was a Cardinals fan. He was from Kansas. And uh, so KMOX, right, was that, that's, I think that's the big radio station in Kansas and in St. Louis where the games just can go across the country. And um, so we were in Colorado and he said, well, the, the series was headed back to Kansas City. He's like, all right, the Cardinals were up 3-2. Like, all right, who wants to go to Kansas City and try to get some tickets? So we drove overnight from Colorado and um, we each scout tickets. I was almost 11, but we all sat, my sister, my dad, and I, we all sat at different seats, seats at that, that ballpark. And uh, it was back when it was turf and game, it was game six. And that was the game when Don Denkinger missed the call at first base. You know, the Cardinals were going to win it. Yeah, just the call at first, and then they they end up winning the game, wow. walking it off. That's and then crazy. The next day, they they just knock the crap out of uh, the Cardinals. But um, a lot of Kansas City here. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but well, that yeah, we got to remember when Jeff grew up in Colorado, because John, you were up there in Colorado for a while. There wasn't an MLB team until after he got out and he left and went to college. Okay. When you got to the big leagues, this is an interesting one. When you got to the big leagues. What current or formal player were you the most excited to play against or meet? I mean, kind of like a, wow, this is a trip. I cannot believe that I'm on the field with this guy or throwing against this guy or I'm getting to meet this guy. Because sometimes you guys will fraternize before the game or say hello. Was there anybody that was like a guy who was kind of my hero and here he is? Uh, There was two guys I was really excited to play against, and I got to play against both of them. Uh, one of them went really well. One of them didn't go so well. But uh, I got a strikeout with Alex Rodriguez back in 2015. Cool. Thought that was really cool. Just you know, grow up in the 90s watching him play. That was really cool. And uh, David Ortiz, I get to pitch against him. Yeah, I gave a homer to him, but uh, I'll never forget <laughs> it. I mean, that's, that's one home run I'm not mad about. So um, yeah, but those, those two I'll remember for sure. Where where uh, where did you give it up? Was it at home? It was in Boston. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. All right. So did he do, did he do one as, go ahead. How much further, honestly, does the ball travel in Colorado? Mm. 
it travels. It, it's definitely it's, it's significant. You can tell. You can tell when you're when you're just shagging DP out there. I mean, you'll see you'll you'll be backing up and you won't stop backing up. I mean, it's it just goes. But but yeah, you still got to hit it too. It's a big park. You still got to you still got to hammer it. Yeah, I mean, course field's huge, mm-hmm. and the foul territories are huge. Um, and also, the outfielders play so deep that a lot of balls fall for singles. I wouldn't know a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's like a double whammy. You you, you don't want to give up the home run. But you're gonna give up singles yeah. and face more hitters. So I mean, it's, for sure. I, I, yeah, I, I know the ball travels here, but not like that. Right. No, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different story. Yeah. yeah. All, All right, right John, two more. We're gonna get you out of here because you're taking time to go. Hey, what's your favorite baseball movie? Uh, The Scout with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I love that. Movie. That's it's a good one. Movie. It is. That really is good hilarious. One. Steve Nebraska. He's a man. <laughs> uh, oh, that was great. That was great. I love that movie. And what's his name? He played the scout. It's one of the funniest actors anyway. That, that, oh, yeah. that played Albert it. Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Brooks. Yeah. yeah. Albert He's Brooks. Hilarious. Yeah. He was hysterical. That was really good. Okay. If you got to host a dinner party, you're cooking on the grill and you got to have three formal or current players invited because you want to hang out and have a beer and cook for them. Who are those three players that you're inviting? Um, Number one's going to go to Fergie Jenkins. That guy's awesome. I've got to know him over the last couple of months now and like pretty well. And he's, he's a great guy to be around. A lot of cool stories too. You can tell you. Uh, oh, I can imagine. Yeah, for sure. I'd probably, I mean, uh, I get to bring some heat throwers. I'm, I'm going to bring in Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, as a starting pitcher, that would be a, that would be Fergie. Now I'm old enough. I saw Fergie play when he played for the Rangers. I was seven or eight years old when he pitched for the Rangers. And I remember, Oh, dude, he he was that rotation back then. If you go back and look in Rangers history, that was an amazing rotation. Even though there were just they only took, you know, they they only took two teams to the playoffs in those days. So the Rangers would always come up short against Kansas City uh, with George Brett and all of them. That's usually who beat them out of it. So Jeff, that's it for me. I got, you know, for, for Eddie Jenkins, the Rangers had never had a pitcher win the second board. Fergie Jenkins finished second in '74. Uh, I think I think the catfish hunter is that right, John? Catfish hunter was he he was a closer when he. I, I think Fergie had twenty nine complete games that season. Yeah, <laughs> heck man. Gaylord Perry, you had Fergie Jenkins, Gaylord Perry. I think Jim Kern. Uh, you had uh, boy, don't get me trying to bring that up. All right, we won't. All right, but listen, John. Thanks to yeah, you got anything else, Jeff? No, I know, and you know, hopefully my audio has come over pretty good. It's good enough, guys. We're having some. We're you know, it's easier when Jeff and I are both in studio and doing that. But we're trying to when we both get there, we're going to have mics and everything. We'll get we'll get them on there. But it was good enough. It was good enough. John came in good and clear. John, thanks for coming in, man. It's great. Spring training's here. He's a world champion. I'm glad to come do that. We appreciate. It. I know it's a busy schedule, but we really appreciate you stopping down. No, no problem. It was a pleasure. Appreciate that. All right, guys, that's John Gray. He is a world champion Texas Ranger, right-hand pitcher. John, thanks so much. When we come back, guys, after this, we're going to go down in the bus leagues. All right, guys, a big thanks to John Gray for taking his time to come over here with us. Guys, it is now time to go down in the bus leagues. All right, man, so before we get – got a question I wanted to ask and some stuff we could bring up. This isn't going to be real long, but you've been around. Tell me what all's happened this week, who you've seen, who's looked good. A lot of great videos coming out. By the way – We've already mentioned that once, but go to the YouTube channel. 
see those, a lot of minor league uh, pitchers, a lot of pitchers, a lot of people uh, that you're doing. Tell me some things you've seen while you've been around the the backfields. Um, you know, it, they aren't the, the the minor leaguers who are here aren't really uh, working out at the same time as as the major leaguers. I know that it, it was kind of the case last year, and some guys would come over from uh, minor league camp to help with the base running this stuff. But uh, that really hasn't been the case this year. Uh, you've seen the you know the rehab group. Uh, John um, uh, Kamar Rocker is here. Um, he's just going, going through his stuff, you know, and, uh, but he is throwing, um, but you know, all, all the, all the young guys who you want to see here are here, you know, uh, Sebastian Walcott's here, Anthony Gutierrez is here, Cam Cauley is here. I could, I could keep going, Brock Porter's here. Um, but you know, they, they all have a chance to be in games early on, you know, um, the, the major league guys are you know, going to play an inning uh, or, two, well, probably maybe two or three innings, a couple at bats here early on, and uh, they'll give way to guys who are in big league camp trying to trying to earn bench jobs, and then once they're done, that's when you're going to see some minor leaguers. So, um, but the group is building. It's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and, um, yeah, so when camp opens in March, they'll be, they'll be ready to, to go full bore, but also with games starting tomorrow, uh, Cactus League games. Um, a lot of them are going to be are going to be coming over uh, from minor league camp to fill in. Yeah. So what about uh, what about Polino? Is he there? Uh, not that I've seen. Um, okay. He's just yeah. gotten signed though. That's probably some yeah. getting his yeah, documentation. Um, Walcott Walcott got over early. Uh, last year, but he, he, you know, he had been shuttling between uh, the Bahamas and Florida. Um, so, so he had a passport. He had everything. He, he had a little bit different of a of a situation, whereas um, Polino will be coming from the Dominican Republic, and uh, you know, the year before that, Anthony Gutierrez, he he came late into camp. So, I would expect that he'd be here. I I, I hadn't asked Ross. We should have, we should ask him when we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. But um, I would I would anticipate that that he does show up. You know, let me ask this. I, this is such a dumb question. I should probably know, but I've never thought of it before. Are there a group of, of the Latin kids that don't come over and they had like their own spring training in the Dominican? They do have a, a winter program in the Dominican at the Academy. Uh, you know, it, things are different now because they have the dead period. So um, it's, it's all kind of condensed and, and everything. But, um, you know, there, there are kids who, um, because of the political unrest in Venezuela, were unable to go home. This was a couple of years ago. I, I don't know if that, that still is a thing, but um, I think there was a small group um, of Venezuelans who who were here in the off season, if not if not for one um, off season, then then for a couple, and, and potentially they, they still are here. I mean, I, I don't know that um, it's it's easy to get in and out of Venezuela. Um, so, um, but it just seems like there are guys who are here throughout throughout the winter doing stuff, whether they're American or uh, international. Okay. All right. So here's what I wanted to get into. So. This is a year that I think you and I have both discussed it. Um, I think Ross Finstermakers discussed it. I think with the way the offseason went, we kind of felt that this it. There are going to be some guys that they are counting on to probably make their major league debuts this year and to help out at the sure. big league level. 
So let's yeah. look at guys, and you know my standard. You cannot have already played in the big leagues. So there's some guys that are not. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I'm that getting, counts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, all of my playing in the majors. Yeah. Right. So we would assume. Yeah. Right. So we would assume that Wyatt will probably at some point come back up and and help out. Maybe make the team in the bullpen coming out of spring training. Let's talk about names most likely to get a chance this year at some point and probably make a major league debut. And let's by step. Wyatt Langford, who I think we both agree will be in the big leagues at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we talked about that earlier, so uh, we don't need to go back over it. But um, um, all right, we'll, we'll start with we'll start with um, um, Jack Leiter. I think Jack Leiter will make his major league debut. Uh, he, it's a good one. Um, yeah, he looked he looked he's looked really good uh, in the times I've seen him throw this. This spring, it's only been a couple times, but it just looks different, more in control. Um, and I, I, I think he's, I think he's got a chance. I honestly think that that Cole Wynn will get a shot if if he's throwing strikes like he was the other day in live batting practice, and like he has been uh, this in, spring in Puerto Rico, and and coming off what he did in Puerto Rico, he's going to have a chance. He's on the forty man. They gotta, they gotta make a decision. You know, he's got. Yeah, they gotta make. Yeah. And, um, I, I wrote about. I wrote about him last Friday in Friday of the Farm. Then I wrote a little more about him and Leiter and Zach Kent and Owen White and uh, the Sunday Read. And basically, and this is how I phrase it with with Cole, and he agreed. I, I said it's kind of it's time to shit or get off the pot. And uh, exactly. And he he uh, he agreed. And you know Zach Kent, who who's been really good at AAA when he's been healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's been he's been looking good. Uh, so that's kind of the starting group. Those are the four guys you probably, or you know, White's made his major league debut. So those other three are probably the three you think of uh, having a chance to make their debut. And then you know you kind of look at the relief side. Um, I I think Mark Church and, and Antoine Kelly have excellent chances of of making their debuts. Um, they have to be able to pitch multiple innings. Um, you know that's just kind of what the Rangers need from relievers who who aren't Kirby Yates, sure. Jose Leclerc, David Robertson, and Josh Spore, so they can all get more than, than three outs. But, um, yeah, you, you, you just think that uh, uh, those two kind of fit fit the mold. I mean, Kelly throws the throws super hard, uh, harder than a church who throws hard. Uh, church has a terrific slider. And, and when Kelly is throwing a lot of strikes, which he did a lot more of last year at at Frisco, he's really, really tough from the left side. Um, it, it's it, got a it, weird arm it, angle, right? Then he come. Yeah, kinda... it, it, it looks good, but he cleaned it all up last year and, and, and really kind of thrived there as the the Frisco closer. So uh, those two guys definitely have a shot. And um, you know, like it, it, Abby Ortiz is it's probably too young. Aaron Zavala probably needs to show a little more than he did last last season. I'll give you another one who I think has a shot, depending on what happens with with injuries and whatnot. Is Davis Wenzel, who, um, you know, ended up with a pretty decent season. Season last year, he had thirty homers. Uh, He wants to be more of a complete hitter, but he he also can play everywhere, you know. And and right now with with Josh Young, you know, looks like he's going to be ready for opening day. Okay, Corey Seager, maybe not. Um, I know they have Ezekiel Duran and, and Josh Smith, but um, you know, Davis Wenzel may be a twisted ankle away from some some serious some serious time in the major leagues. And um, you know, he was in the same draft as Josh Young in 2019. He was selected uh, what 41st overall after the Rangers took right. Young eighth. 
um, I think he's I think he's got a, a, a real a real chance uh, this year to to make his debut. Any any rooms with uh, with Cody Bradford and his wife there at spring training? That's right. That's so right. they're they rub off. Let me ask you this: so you know when you're looking at the setup of this of this bullpen where we sit now, they've got some good back end guys there. There's a chance for some of these young starters we've talked of possibly breaking camp kind of as that long guy, piggyback guy, six, seven. Is that where you see maybe breaking camp someone like Cohen or Jack Leiter or maybe Zach Kent? Is there a yeah. chance one of those guys could make this team coming out of spring training? Yeah, I think there's a chance. You know, the, the, um, you know, Bruce Bochy said they're looking at everybody. And, and, you know, when they say everybody, they mean those guys. And I don't know if it's just lip service. I think that with the Rangers and the, their lack of depth in the rotation, they probably want to preserve some of that. Um, but they also know that they have guys who are, have never pitched in the majors who are, you know, a, a, a sore elbow away from, from having to pitch in the majors. And, you know, it's, it's not, it, it, it it's not necessarily old school thinking, though it happened a lot more back in the day. But you 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 take your hot shot starting pitcher prospect and and let him feel get a get a feel for the majors as as a long reliever. And you know the Rangers, they have to have guys who can pitch multiple innings. Um, yep. Just said it when we were talking about Church and and Kelly, and you know it may be a piggyback thing. Uh, you know, if, if Cody Bradford's the fifth starter, let's say, and, and they want to limit him to five innings, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Um, well, they need somebody sure. who can, who can sure. go a couple, a couple innings and get it to the, the guys late in games. So um, it's definitely a possibility. There are ways to do it where they're going to be able to stay stretched out. And uh, I mean, you look at, you look at Dane Dunning last year, it worked to work to perfection. It was a little different because there were some, some injure, some, some pure piggyback situations with DeGrom uh, not not being able to go uh, deep into games to start, um, but there are those opportunities, and they may exist again, and or the Rangers may create them so that they can get these guys the innings and, and keep them stretched out. Okay, well, you know, and, I mean, look, is Tiono now? Tiono is young. I mean, he has a chance to get up to. Is that a guy that could one of those guys you see that kind of? jumps up and, and makes a couple of leaps and maybe has a chance to get it down. I mean, this is a guy that throws 100, 101 miles an hour. You've seen him. I know they're high on him. I think there's more of a, can he keep it under control? That's kind of the yeah, questions he, being uh, asked. He was the star, you know, he was a, a star of the fall league. He didn't allow a run and, or an earned run. Uh, but he, he, he has to be able to, to, to throw strikes. You know, you can, if he throws 102, great, but, um, I think guys would rather see it come in at 97 and in the strike zone. You know, it, it's 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 more about a timing thing with with hitters. You know, they're they're going to catch up to 102. If you're just throwing 102, sure. they're going to figure it out. You, you know, but if you can if you can command, especially if you don't have another pitch, if you can command your your slider, you know, he just he could go multiple innings, but you know, he could just go one. You know, and and and, and you know, I, I don't know if it's a fair comparison or not, but you kind of look at uh, Alex Spees last year. Um, could not throw strikes, and and now he's with the White Sox. Um, yep. it, it just didn't it just didn't work out. Now, Teodos never pitched above high A, so it'd be a real big leap. Um, but it's happened before. You know, the Rangers have done that before. Robbie Ross, uh, uh, Mason Tobin were guys back in eleven and, and twelve. Um, 
who, who there was someone that jumped up a left-hander that. that did that probably about six seven years ago well left-hander Robbie, Robbie Ross Robbie Ross is one of them for sure uh there might yeah. be somebody else that I'm, I'm not thinking of but uh, I'm not thinking of his yeah. name too he was there are, uh, there are, there's a track record there's a track record of it happening under Mike Maddox uh but I also know that Mike Maddox wants to see guys throw strikes and um, uh, the other, the other, the other day when Teodo threw his first live BP, uh, Mike Maddox was watching, and and there weren't there weren't a ton of of, of strikes. So um, it's it's got to be better. And you know it's early in camp. That's not you know it, it can get better as these guys get dialed in. But um, he he's he's a guy for sure who could be an option. I think later in the season. I don't think he has a chance early on. No, no, no. I didn't either. I'm talking about, I knew he hadn't pitched above high A, but somebody that, that, uh, and I, God, I can't believe I can't think of the left-hander, whoever he was. He, he went from, from high A up to the big leagues all in one season. And then he, you know what? He fizzled after that. He was a left-handed kid and he was African-American and I can't remember his name. And then he fizzled after that and he didn't come back. I'm, you know what? I'm going to have to go do my history. My brain's okay. farting right now. Okay. Uh, so when do, when do, when do minor leaguers start playing minor league games? Uh, it'll be, it'll probably be, it's, I think it's the week of spring break. You know, the, they always open, always come and camp is the first week of March. Then they get in about a week or so, and then they start the games. And at that point, uh, you know, it's, it's important to have those available to, uh, to the, to the big league team so that guys can get work and, and uh, get get finished their buildup, you know. I mean, it, it, opening day keeps getting earlier and earlier. You know, March twenty eighth this year, um, I think it was March twenty sixth last year. So, um, you know, the the sooner the better for as far as the major leaguers are concerned. You know, the, the minor leaguers have to get built up too. So, it's um, it, it gets really busy back there. Hey, have you seen Abby take any? Uh... Bat in practice, Ortiz. I have not seen Ortiz in person. I can't wait to get there. Um, what's it look like? I haven't. I haven't watched him. Um, uh, he's there. I've seen he's there. He's here. Yeah, he's been. He's been in late later in groups um, when it's coincided with the clubhouse reopening. So uh, we've had to go up to the clubhouse and, and leave the backfields. But um, he's here. He's playing. You know, he plays first base. Uh, seems like a nice, nice kid. Um, Good English. He is, a tar- he, is a, he is a target for us. I think when, not to be on the podcast because I, I think the language is still is still an issue for him, it's still an issue for us because we can't speak Spanish. But um, I think that at some point um, you're going to see something at Rangers today on Abby Ortiz. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? No, but let's let's uh, you know games start tomorrow. I'm coming home tomorrow. Uh, How was your first trip? Is good. You wrote about it today. Yeah, it's it's been good. Uh, make sure you get um, that that spring training special, forty eight dollars for a year. Uh, you can go to uh, you can go to Rangers Today. You can go to my uh, uh, the Twitter uh, account, and and there's a QR code. You can scan that bad boy in. Um, go to go to the YouTube page. We're um, we're doing we're doing good stuff over there. We're we're picking up more subscribers. Uh, not as many as Dude Perfect, but uh, we're we're getting there. Um, so hopefully um, this keep this thing keeps growing, and and uh, you guys keep liking the podcast and all those videos, and um, yeah, good times. 
All right. Well, that's why this one down, guys. Again, big thanks to Premier Properties for bringing you spring training this year. Big thanks to Jonathan Gray for stopping down. John Gray sitting down with us. I mean, look, he didn't have to do that, but uh, he's a he's a friend of the show, and we love it. Um, talking about some minor league stuff. Jeff's heading back. Him and I are heading back here in a little over probably about 12 days after that, I guess, or the 6th is when we head in that night. We'll be there for about six days. Uh, guys, we can't do this without you. We appreciate all of it. Until next time, we will see you at the yard.